this is Robert Estrin at livingpianos.com. The question today are, what are the requirements to become accepted at a music conservatory on the piano? That is the audition requirements. Well, you know what? It's pretty standard. Of course, you will have to look in the catalog online to find for sure exactly. There are variations on a the theme, if you will, of what, about, what I'm about to tell you. Most conservatories for undergraduate studies, that is, require the following. One of a well-tempered clavier, book one or book two, prelude and fugue. And oftentimes they'll say with the exception of the very first one in C major, and some of them might even uh, have other exceptions like the book one, the C minor, because they think those are too easy. Although there's nothing easy about any of the preludes and fugues, by the way. But many of them say you can't use those. So that's kind of a staple. Now, some schools might allow you to substitute another piece of Bach or Handel, but pretty much a prelude and fugue of Bach from book one or book two is, is a staple of audition requirements for conservatories. Now, why do you suppose this is? Well, just to be able to learn one of these, and when I say learn, I mean from memory, because most conservatories are going to require you to play your audition from memory, because it's important to be able to memorize on the piano, because there's some pieces that you just can't see everything that you need to see, and there's leaps, and looking up here when you're trying to look down here is really tough to do. So what else after that? Well, usually they want a classical era sonata by Mozart, Haydn, or Beethoven. They'll usually specify those three composers because, you know, after all, <laughs> they're seminal composers with a massive output. Again, there's a couple of exceptions. They say not the famous C major Mozart K545, not this one. Again, the, the idea that it's too easy, even though it's really to play that well is not easy. But they, I understand because that's usually the first Mozart sonata anybody studies, so they want to see somebody who's beyond that. And they also usually say you can't play either the Opus, uh, opus 49, number one, and number two of Beethoven, which And the other one, which I actually have never studied. Anyway, so they say not Opus 49, number one, and number two, but any other Beethoven sonnets, 32 of them. So you got 30 to choose from. And then they say, usually, uh, one work of the Romantic or 20th century. Uh, sometimes it'll be more specific, but usually you can play any work of Chopin or Liszt or Debussy. Uh, or Bartok, or you know, a myriad composers uh, come to mind, and that's where you have a lot of freedom because there's a big difference between like playing, um, you know, Stravinsky Petrushka or playing um, Mendelssohn's, uh, you know, A Song Without Words. You know, you this is where you can really show what you can do, where you might have a, a piece that's much more difficult than somebody else can do, and indeed. In the uh, classical sonatas, there are some late Beethoven sonatas that are massively difficult, and even some Mozart sonatas, the, the, his last sonata in D major is, is a handful. So there's a wide range within there, but this is the requirements. Are there any other requirements? Oftentimes they expect you to have all your major and minor scales and arpeggios um, at, a, at a fast clip, you know, 144 
uh, to the four notes to the beat for scales and 120 four notes to the beat for arpeggios, both major and minor, harmonic and melodic minor, as well as your major. These are staples and, you know, this is a way to weed out people who really have not had the training because anybody who's properly trained should have the scales and arpeggios in their back pocket. It's kind of, you know, prerequisite and it doesn't make sense not to learn them because you're going to encounter them in your music all the time. So check catalogs though. And fortunately, it's very easy these days to check online because there are, of course, there's always exceptions and slight deviations from what I've told you. But this gives you a pretty good overview of what it takes to audition. Now, as far as getting accepted, that's a whole other discussion. And there's so many factors beyond your control that you should never feel bad if you don't get into a school you audition for. Sometimes they don't even have openings. Sometimes teachers at the school have private students that they're trying to get into the school. So if you have auditioned and you thought you played great and didn't get in, don't give up. That's not an affront to you personally. You can never predict auditions no matter how good you are. All right? Thanks so much for joining me again. Robert Esther here at livingpianos.com, your online piano store.